Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Angels to aliens, from ghost stories to angel encounters, Bigfoot sightings, alien abduction, near-death experiences, and more. Get advice and insight with Angels to Aliens. Heidi Hollis, The Outlander. Outlander. Welcome, welcome everybody to Angels to Aliens with me, Heidi Haas, the Outlander here on the Believe Podcast Network. That is the number one podcast network for professionals. And the question is, do you believe? Join me here now where we discuss the most incredible stories on the planet from paranormal to mysteries to horror to personal encounters and experiences with the unknown. And I'll also welcome you, the listener, to send over your personal stories and mysterious happenings that you'd like to share or get advice on. I'll also be interviewing some of the most intriguing guests, from researchers to experiencers, authors, and other cultural creatives. And remember, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And we're available also on your favorite directories like Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you could also always find us on Believe.com. That is B-L-E-A-V.com and at Believe Podcasts. And remember, you can always find me on social media. Just put at one, Heidi Hollis, or go to HeidiHollis.com and you will find everything there. So speaking of experiencers, I have Tony Dane, who's been a guest on my show in the past a couple of times, and uh he likes to come on and speak about some of his extraordinary experiences, and many of those experiences have been supernatural and others very spiritual. He has been a service member serving his country in the military and law enforcement and security, and uh, this time his extraordinary experience involves Karen Carpenter of the Carpenters. Yep, it's the same Karen Carpenter that passed away. What was it? 1983, February 4th of anorexia nervosa at the age of 32. And he had an incredible encounter with her that we're going to get into here. So everybody round of applause for Tony Dane. How are you doing, Tony? It's been a while. Doing great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad to get you on here. Now, you've been on a couple of times. I know it was 2014 when I was on another network and then like 2017 when I was on another network so <laughs> you're, yeah. you're just like jumping across the board with me all the time that's awesome so yes, so do tell I mean catch people up a couple of times that you come on what was it that we 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 were chatting on? we talked about the paranormal experiences with the ghosts uh, spirits uh, UFOs uh, aliens to demons and uh, my experiences re regarding those just covers everything <laughs> yes yep. and, and for a lot of people that are not in the know when it comes to people that have experienced one phenomena do seem to experience other phenomena it's it's quite common um and uh, it's not always easy for people to understand that even those that are involved like i have gone to uh ufo conferences who poo poo the the ghost hunters and the ghost hunters who poo poo the alien hunters i'm like you know what guys <laughs> just quit just you know we've got enough static in the world today why do we have to fight each other and 
And then, I mean, I've received thousands of emails from around the globe on so many different things and it's just totally, totally crossing over into different arenas. And I mean, we cannot keep trying to limit something that's limitless. Wouldn't you agree? I totally agree. Open minds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so this time you're coming to join us to talk about this incredible encounter that you had. I'm, I'm anxious to hear what on earth took place. All right. Well, I'm going to start off with a little uh, biotype thing that I typed up here. Uh, after a long battle with anorexia nervosa, Karen Carpenter's heart gave out and she left this world to be in a better place. She was only 32 years old. Having followed the Carpenter's music since the late 60s, no other female artist has ever touched my soul as deeply as Karen's. On February 3rd, 2015, while driving in Thousand Oaks, California, this is where my story leads to. On that day, February 3rd, 2015, just one day before the 32nd year of her, her passing, Karen called out to me while I was driving in Thousand Oaks. All right. Cool. Well, let's join. Let's start right there. Since you know right. the story, let's just get in there. <laughs> All right. Well, I was uh, I was trying to meet with a producer, Joe uh, Gilbert, and was going to pitch him uh, my uh, background of my life and see if maybe he can do a documentary. Long story short, uh, when getting to this address, it wasn't even the right place, and he wasn't there. But uh, as I was going through Thousand Oaks on, uh, I believe it was the 101. And that's by Calabasas, Thousand Oaks. And just only not even a mile from where Karen Carpenter was buried, she called out to me. And, uh, and when you say that, it, what, did, what happened? You're driving and you heard something? I, I'm driving and I, it, it's, it's going to sound strange, but I've, <laughs> I'm like the queen small of still, it's okay. Yeah, small <laughs> still voice. And I knew it was hers because she's not the first time she's done this. And uh, I basically was less than a mile to where she was buried, and it was on the day before her passing, which, by the way, I did not know she was buried there, and I did not know it was the day before her passing. Oh. So, I, so when I got home, I watched some videos and did some researching, uh, just remembering, and like, whoa, her passing anniversary is tomorrow, and, and she was buried right where I was. That's kind of weird. So that's where it starts. Amazing. Uh, February, yes, ma'am. On February 4th, <laughs> uh, 2015, marking the 32nd year of her passing, I went to her grave for the first time. Mm -hmm. While there, I had uh, gone by her uh, mausoleum. Uh, i trying to describe her mausoleum. It's, uh, it holds four, four deceased bodies. One, one would be, be boss. I'm sorry, five. It would be Karen on top. Then you would have her mother, her father, and then to the left would be Richard when he passes away and so on. Mm. And behind there is two th tall, thin trees. And then if you're facing the opposite direction of the mausoleum, you will see two long bench, two long, uh, uh, you'll see a bench on one side, a bench on the right side, and bushes running alongside. Then you'll see this tree that kind of resembles a tree of life is what I would call it, like a biblical tree of life. Oh. And, uh, yeah, and while there, I, when I first came in, I uh, took a picture of the sky because I thought it was kind of odd. There's like a rainbow in the cloud or in the sky with, you know, not even a rainy day. And then uh, there's just something about it. So I took a picture of it. And when, when developed, you can see angels inside the clouds. You can see a white cross. And to her, next to her mausoleum, you can see purple, which I believe are angels watching over her grave. 
and I have these on photo. Okay, wow. So that's okay. yes. So, so that's the. Uh, so you had this. So she is somebody that you personally had a. Uh, you connected with her music, and you being a, oh yeah, um, very much in the music uh, yourself. Uh, yes. I, I can imagine that um, you know when you you bump into uh, what feels like the soul or the spirit of of somebody that you look up to, what that could do to somebody, and then then you get some peculiar things on camera that's that adds to it. So, and you said oh. this is not the first time she reached out to you, though. No, I also believe that she reached out to me. I mean, I can't prove it, and uh, but it's just uh, my belief that she reached out to me in 2003 when I was walking. Uh, down the street on 81st street in Riverside by Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I believe it was just her walking across the street following me. Mm, okay. Well, you know, it, it just, just uh, for people that are, that are going to be listening to this, they're like, Oh, great. You know, <laughs> what yep, on earth? Uh, what? <laughs> I, I get mean, it. this is one of those things that, uh, you know, get some eye rolls potentially out there, but you being who you are and being comfortable in your own skin and, and speaking on uh, your experiences and being open and honest about it. I mean, I have to applaud you right there because so many people do hold back. They, they don't want to get the eye roll. They don't want to use their real name. They don't want to, you know, it's so many different things. It's not like uh, you're going to, you know, make a a dime off from sharing this. It's like you're just bearing your soul. And, and, and uh, so, I mean, I, I think if more people did that, these things wouldn't seem so out of the ordinary, to be honest. So. I would, you know, I would totally agree with me. It's, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm a stage four kidney failure and uh, mm. I have one, one kidney that I was born with. And uh, I don't know how much time I have left on this earth. So I feel it my responsibility, my duty uh, to share these with the world. And uh, that's what I'm doing. I mean, I know it's real. I know they took place. And yeah. curious minds want to know. Right. Oh, that's, uh, I'm sorry to hear that with the health challenges. That is never easy. And uh, that's for sure. I'm in the medical field. So it's like, I, I've seen a lot of things and, and it's always tough. And, you know, yes, the good Lord is uh, the good Lord. Exactly. Because I mean, I was told I had two weeks left to live and here I am still alive. And yeah, I've survived. Yes. I've survived miracle by miracle. Amen. I hear that. So do tell us, uh, after this, these oddities showed up on camera, what, what else took place? Okay. <laughs> well, on that same day, uh, February 4th, 2015, while watching videos, what basically what I would do is I would go to her mausoleum and I would sit on a bench and I would watch videos. Mm-hmm. Or I might even sing some songs to her that, she, you know, that are on video to her and Richard. And uh, the first thing I, I would remember after that would be uh, – I saw this, uh, it's, it's a hawk. It was a hawk about 10 feet above me. And it was doing little circles and screeching at me like it's trying to tell me something. And it's right by your mausoleum. And I'm leaving for the day and uh, it follows me to my car, wow. which is about 200 feet away. It follows me down this path of the sidewalk into my car. And then as it gets close to my car, uh, two other little birds, <laughs> joined in and I've got these three birds little doing a little circle less than 10 feet above my head and I thought well that's kind of strange and uh, it was get stranger they disappear right in front of my eyes wow. and that would 
true story uh, wow. I even called That's... even called my best friend and told him what I had just observed so. yeah yeah and, you know there's something about birds acting peculiar in or near cemeteries um, and, 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 yeah. people, and people say that that is the spirit of someone communicating <laughs> with you and uh, yep. I, I mean I'll tell you, uh, a family member of mine went to go visit uh, another family member's grave and um, just kind of like almost an introduction, like this is my fiance type of thing. And uh, when they went to to leave, <laughs> this white dove <laughs> flew parallel to the window and kept, <laughs> and she's driving and, and it kept turning its head, looking in the window. <laughs> it's like wow. oh, birds don't that's, do that. That's that's God right there. Yeah, I kept pace to look and look and look, and I'm like, oh wow, yeah. So um, yeah, one of the strangest things. It, so it, it happens. So do continue your story. Well, uh, I would say uh, probably. So basically, I I would tend her mausoleum uh, probably once a month for a year that I was in California. Uh, the next visit, uh, my best of my recollection, I uh, was singing some, singing along some of her songs, and uh, I was behind her mausoleum where the two tall, thin trees are. And mind you, I don't carry money in my pockets. In fact, I don't even carry money. I carry cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get done singing, I get up to stretch, and there's two $1 bills underneath me out of nowhere. They weren't there before when I sat down. <laughs> oh, so it was almost like a tip for the song. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. But <laughs> wow, that's pretty wild. Yeah, I, I'm curious, is. in the time that you would go there uh, once a month during that year that you're in, in the area, uh, did you see other people kind of paying homage to her? Uh, maybe one, two two tops, uh, which is sad because she's a beautiful woman with a great heart and wow, great sound. I'm surprised. Yeah. She's very popular. Yes, yes, I agree. Ah, wow. On my next visit, visit mm-hmm. um, I basically, you know, like I said, I, I go there and I'd watch videos and I'd just relax and ponder and think about her. And I'm watching a video and uh, it's about 105 degrees out and I'm laying on the bench. I open up my eyes after just kind of relaxing, closing my eyes get up and stretch, and all of a sudden there's uh, bottles of water underneath me, out of nowhere. Oh, wow. Yes. Symbolic <laughs> even, huh? It, it gets weirder. Okay. Uh, these bottles of water were small, uh, I, can't, uh, aqua, I can't remember the name, Aquafina, or how do you pronounce it? Aquafina, okay. Uh-huh. Aquafina bottles, and uh, they were in my trunk of my car. I matched up the uh, skew and everything to, to the waters in my car, and somehow water from my car got underneath the bench. Oh, come on. Yes. <laughs> I matched them up. In fact, I was so disturbed by this and shocked that were I Were they I full? Told, yeah, they were full. They were just out of the package from my car. <laughs> just out of nowhere, they're underneath the bench. And wow. I'm like, okay, this just keeps getting stranger. Okay. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, the next one would be uh, I'm sitting in front of the mausoleum and watching a video, and it's the song Close to You, Why Do Birds Suddenly Appear? And uh, at the end of that song, there you go. You just 
talked about that a second ago yourself. <laughs> Two white doves come, come on. out of this tree of life. Come on. Not kidding. Come out of this tree of life. <laughs> fly over me, fly over her in between these two tall trees and disappear. Uh Wow. (laughs) It's it's like those things where you had to be there to like really feel the impact of, did that just happen? Did that just happen? Yeah. Yes. I I know. I understand. Okay. Wow. This next one, uh, I want to beat myself up for because I, you know, it's like UFOs. You, you see one, people don't believe you. You wish you'd had a your camera with you or your phone and right. this and that. And uh, I was in such shocked. It was a uh, it was a music video of when Karen and Richard were in Asia, and they're walking the sidewalk, and uh, Karen's picking f- flowers on a bush and a tree and just enjoying nature. The mm-hmm. song ends and. Uh, I get up on and I stretch, and mind you, these bushes that run parallel to the the benches do not hold flowers; they're just bushes. I get up, I stretch, I turn around, and I'm just dumbfounded. Flowers, white flowers, appear just on the bush directly behind me, <laughs> and I I can't believe what I'm seeing. And I just didn't take I I don't know why I didn't take a picture of it. But here's what gets stranger. That section, I believe, has been cut out and is no longer there at her mausoleum. And my theory of why this would take place is that God touched it. It died, I guess. Mm -hmm. Think of it as if we saw God in his true nature, we we, as mortals couldn't look upon him. We would we would die. You know, we would, uh, I don't know what would happen, but it wouldn't be good. (laughs) And (laughs) that's what I think happened to the bush. And uh, oh. now that's that section has been cut out. So either the people that run the the cemetery or Richard uh, cut that out. It must have died. That's the only thing I can come up with. Amazing. But but wow. this, yes. And uh, well, here we go with some more. Um, <laughs> one day she's calling out to me, and uh, as she did that day before her anniversary passing, mm-hmm. and she's telling me go see her brother Richard. Well, I don't know where Richard lives. Yeah, I had no clue where he lived. And uh, God is my witness. She leads me all the way from the mortuary to Richard's area housing where he lived. I get up on this uh, valley, overlooking a valley, uh-huh. and uh, she says he lives right down there. So I pull into this security gate. And uh, I pull up. Security guard says, yes, can I help you? And I say, uh Yes, I was wondering if I might visit with uh, Richard Carpenter, the Carpenters. Uh, I'm a former singer myself. I performed in Branson, and uh, I know that he used to visit there and see the Osmonds, and uh, I'm probably his best fan, and I just wondered <laughs> if I might have a word with him and talk with him. So he goes and calls Richard Carpenter, but he doesn't, he doesn't say what I asked him to tell Richard. Uh-huh. He says, your friend Tony would like to see you, which is not what I said. <laughs> and uh obviously i guess richard says i don't know this tony and oh, i'm not allowed in crap yes oh, so close so close yes yeah, so yet so far oh. away <laughs> oh man yeah. but wow that's that's pretty uh that's pretty touching though that she guided you now you don't consider yourself to be a psychic or anything do you um intuitive i don't 
gifted with the uh, revelation <laughs> gifted with revelation visions yes okay from the lord but, i would say, i guess you could say i i got you so you're you're not like one of those people that you know you're they sit there and you're on the phone line charging people for readings you, you are no no you are like uh what i feel that most human beings should be able to to access this part of our souls and our conscience and consciousness to uh to relate to what's going on around us, whether it's spiritual or supernatural. So, and you just pay attention when it comes to you. Yes. So, yeah, and you're, and you're open and welcoming to hopefully the more positive, but sometimes demons slip in. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's for yeah. sure. You know, spiritual warfare is a real thing and that's something I'd it like is. to talk about on another, yeah, yeah. another show. And uh, I also would like to uh, talk about Elvis Presley and my experience with that. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, someday, someday. <laughs> yeah. So you go there and Richard says, nah. And what do you do next? I'm going to leave, you know, and uh, it's just, just things like this would happen at her uh, grave on a, like I said, on a regular basis. And I'm there. It's just, just miracles. That's the best way I can describe it. Give me another example. I'm in Branson and I hear a voice clear as day saying uh would like you to try to get a hold of my ex-husband tom burris thomas burris and nobody's been able to find this guy for years and i spent 10, 10 minutes investigating and looking into trying to find out where he is and i find him on facebook and uh, i find out the guy uh basically he always told karen that he couldn't have kids that mm -hmm. he wasn't doctor said he would never have kids and mm -hmm. and i put two and two together and uh you know, Karen was actually looking, trying to divorce Thomas uh, upon her dying, so it never actually took place. But uh, Thomas and what I believe happened is uh, Karen and Richard were doing a uh, tour in Canada, and, and that's where Thomas met his now wife, who I can't recall her name, but uh, they get married after Karen passes away, and they have a son named Sean Burris. So he lied. And uh, I guess what Karen was, I felt that she was trying to get me to do was to locate him, speak with him, tell him that he, she forgives him, everything's okay, uh, you know, because I guess she thinks he has ill feelings about what took place and what happened. Uh, mm. Whether he does or doesn't, I have no idea. So did, but, you, uh, did you get a hold of him? I had left him several messages on Facebook, even to his son, Sean, uh, you know, asking mm -hmm. if I might have a word with him, not really going into the details, but they never yeah. returned anything. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, you wonder over the years how many people reach out to him, you know, it, yeah. makes, it, it makes you, uh, makes you wonder. So I understand people needing to be, uh, you know, careful, especially in this day and yes. age, because you know, even with the best security, people hop these fences and they end up in the houses of like J Lo, and it's like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, oh, how did you do that? <laughs> yeah. And my yeah, favorite I... is uh, is LL Cool J. A uh, guy broke cool in. <laughs> a guy broke in. Have you seen LL Cool J? The man is pumped up. He beat the crap out of the guy. I mean, poor guy <laughs> broke into the wrong house. Like oh. you're your biggest fan. I mean, you get the Hulk. <laughs> Yep. I'm like, dude, that's uh, that was a mistake. So, so okay. So you reached out, and what other what other things are tied to your experiences with uh, Miss Carly? Well, I, well, I've uh, tried to locate 
or not located. I've tried to speak with Richard. In fact, I even have his office number and I left a message there that the secretary asked him that I might speak to him so I could share these experiences with him. I mean, if it were me and yeah, I know he's Richard Carpenter. He's famous and he <laughs> likes his time and likes to be, he'll be alone and he's out I'm of safe. that line. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I get that. I understand that. He kind of, I mean, they haven't, he hasn't performed for who knows how long and he just wants that privacy. But, you know, if this were my relative and somebody had visited, say, me and my sister or whatever were famous and she died and and somebody had an experience similar to mine, I'd want to know about it. You know, well, I mean, that's just... messages should do so you don't get a stalker yeah. uh, a a fine on you because you don't want that. No, <laughs> like the, the, Tony, Tony called again. He's called 50 times. I hope that... Yes. I hope yeah. not. It's just... Yeah, so well, I mean, I, it, 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 I'm sure that it's, uh, you know, you tried. <laughs> I did. I sent him emails to his uh, personal website uh, fan page and ah. never got anything in return. And I've tried everything I can to get wow. my story out to him. Did your best. I did. Well, maybe yeah. one day he'll hear this and maybe he'll reach out to me. And, well, we'll and, see. Uh, it, yeah. you, know, um, you know, what's interesting to me, I've, I've talked to um a couple other folks uh, i can't i'm so terrible in recalling these names but there's a gentleman that had written a book about um i think it was frank sinatra <laughs> he had he had a or it was elvis it was elvis he had elvis encounters um and then there i've heard of john lennon ones and i'm a friend of mine has had frank sinatra encounters and and it's like so it, it's interesting to me it's like these people who were popular and and I'm sure there's like this this energy about them in life that trans transformed over and and death and it's just it's just like when people uh, do this intercession like type prayer you know it's like you know I know people still pray and like gosh I hope that they're okay type of thing and, yes. and I'm sure it, it builds their spirit up to want to reach out sometimes and and I've heard people being even fixated on a on a painting or or a or a photograph of somebody and they start actually seeing that person. So I, I think there's something to this, especially if you, you put a lot of energy into uh, being a fan or, or having been inspired. So I'm, I'm not surprised to be honest. Well, this may sound strange and you know, if I were on the other end, I would get it. Um, now saying, saying what I'm about to say, uh, I don't want people to get me wrong here. I don't believe we're married in the next life or anything like that. I believe we're all family. And, uh, uh Oh, you, you know, think the, she's a long lost love. Uh Oh, here we go. I, I do. I think she's my soulmate. <laughs> I think she loves me and I've loved her for uh -oh. a long time. And I think she came to know me and fell in love with me when she passed away. And, I've heard of these things. I've heard this before in the past with other people, believe it or not. So, not yeah. not scary at all there tony mm -mm, <laughs> no not not stalking into the next world or anything uh but yep. yeah i have heard people say this before and and it's like is it a fascination is it a fixation i don't know for me you know? no no yeah. it's just it's, that her music uh, touched my my heart mm -hmm. myself so much that i fell in love with her even as a kid and then I think I basically, when she went to the other side, she found this out. And I think she learned to love me and grow to know me and follow me. And I think that's what happened. Yeah, oh, I think souls can get attached to people. Oh, yeah. I think it happens more than what people think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, it does definitely happen. Um, yeah. So, 
yeah so well i mean hey as long as you don't hold out hope in this world that uh (laughs) she's gonna reincarnate in time and and get that that chance but uh you know we we have these soul groups on the other side um where people reconnect and perhaps there's a connection there that you know that's like you will get that chance. So, so what? What other um, instances? What else has been going on? I know that you'd you'd well a message <laughs> about something that was uh, right up my alley. Which what was that again? Remind me. I'm that, sorry. What was in your car? Oh, that man! Mm. That man! The the man in black. Yes, uh, that <laughs> was. Uh, that was basically a couple of months ago. I something startled me and. Uh, uh, got out of my bed and I looked out my window and uh, my car and I see something moving inside the uh, front passenger side. And I, I stood still so I make sure my light was off in my room so I could have a clear view what was going on in there. Mm-hmm. And it's somebody in all black with a hat on, a black hat, and he's fiddling around. I go, oh my gosh. I grab my gun and I run outside uh-huh. and just, they're gone. But I noticed that the next morning things had been moved in my car. Nothing, car wasn't unlocked. Nobody broke into it. Uh, but I know what I saw. And yeah. uh, with my background in UFOs and this and that, I don't know if it was a man in black that was doing their whatever they think they do, or if it was like the person you've always spoke of, the yeah. hat man. Definitely. So. It definitely sounds like him. I mean, yeah. Uh, digging around, trying to get some some uh how can i say get the dirt on you so to speak <laughs> that's, i guess <laughs> uh, yeah that's something that he's definitely known for so that's yeah so i i, I recommended that you bless your car <laughs> i have done this uh you know oh, i've also i've also seen what people call the mothman for some reason i've seen this creature now four four times i believe it is most all all in the Kansas city area by the way you know, Margie K. K talks about this a lot, and uh, and it's happened to me a lot. Kind of wild, you know. I was living in Chicago not too long ago, and Mothman, <laughs> Chicago's own, was seen all over the place. And I mean, I would, I try to get a good look. I'd hang out in the spots that it was being seen, and it was like really creepy stuff. And and I can't help but to wonder um, where it was being seen was especially along uh, a stretch right along Lake Michigan uh, on Lakeshore Drive. And interesting enough, um, gosh, I can't recall the date, but in the areas that he was being seen along there, um, there was something that could have been very tragic happen. There were some road um, construction guys or, or building construction guys that just so happened to look at one of the major bridges for Lakeshore Drive and there's a tremendous crack and he reported it to the city and the city goes to check it out. And then they find there were several of these major cracks. This is like the busiest stretch of road in Chicago and a you know, big city of millions. And, and it's like, if that thing would have collapsed, it would have been extremely tragic and it would have paralyzed the city is the way you get from one side to the other um, when you're furthest East in the city. So it's like, I'm like, hold it, maybe it was averted. So I don't know if the sightings have slowed down, if that was um, something that was predicted to happen, but you know, they have like the most uh, murders going on and shootings in the city. So, I mean, I could see Mothman having a field day, like, oh, let's let's head out guys. Oh, nope, somebody got shot again. I'll be right back. Uh, oh, okay, we can leave now and 
back and forth they go. It's like good week wow. and bad week and so many shootings, you know. So it makes you makes you think about the movie The Mothman in the Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. Time. Yeah. That's yeah. that's crazy. It's been nuts. So but uh, yeah, so I mean, it, it's, and, you know, for people that are listening to, you know, I, I like to talk to people who have had wild experiences, not, not wild, like unbelievable, but like these things happen, you know, and it's like, it's just not common. So if others want to get on the show to talk about what it is they've experienced and know to be true for themselves, you know, it's like, I'm not here to judge a person. I, I like to hear what's happening out there in the world. So, um, yes. so anything else on your mind there, Tony, that you've uh, experienced? Well, if I, could, if I could lead into what I'd like to talk about next time we, we, we uh, speak. I don't know if teasing people is good, Tony. <laughs> well, I, no, I just want to get them excited to, to hear this story because if anybody uh, thought that this story was amazing and I just shared, uh, the next one is going to blow their mind. Well, I, I uh, well, definitely, I know you mentioned, uh, you know, you've had some encounters with Elvis and you've had some yes. uh, other, yes. other experiences as far as demonic things and UFOs. And I mean, it's just, it's amazing what you've experienced. <clears throat> I basically, uh, you know, spoke with a, a psychic spiritualist, if you want to call her that, back in, uh, 1999 2000 range i'm sorry take that back 1990 1991 uh -huh. and we we got to the point where uh, she basically gave me her regular number and said i won't charge you anymore you call me anytime and uh just give people a little taste of what's to come when i talk next uh she <laughs> She shared something truly amazing with it, me. Even though we've had three years between it, your appearances. <laughs> so people be yeah. like, how long? How long am I going to wait? <laughs> so. Hopefully not that long this time. I'm available whenever you want me to come on. So. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. But this, yes, this is mm -hmm. about Elvis Presley. Okay. Um, she basically, uh, oh boy, I'll just it, go into the it's, beginning. It's I'm a lot. It's a lot. Just, just get people excited about it. Well, uh, in, a, in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Fun. All right. Let's do yeah. the nutshell. <laughs> in a nutshell, I was told by, by the psychic that I knew who you used to be. Not saying that I believe in reincarnation because I don't. Mm -hmm. But uh, basically, my next talk will be that I, I believe that uh, spirits that never had a chance to be born, say it be an abortion, a miscarriage, or stillborn, go to another body till they are born mm, and that's my personal belief and people have debated this for a long time pastors whoever you know mm -hmm. they stay in heaven and i don't think so i think they go to the spirit world until another body is received and they can actually live and that's what happens to them and i'm one of these people wow that is pretty amazing wow well you know i, I love speculation so uh, tony dane i want to thank you so much for coming on the show again this is uh this is interesting, fascinating, and I appreciate you being brave enough to take a step forward to uh, share. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You. So, you guys, remember you can catch me here in Angels to Aliens with me, Heidi Hollis, the Outlander on Believe. And go to HeidiHollis.com. And remember, if you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. And catch us on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn. And also go to Believe.com. That's B L E A V.com and at and Believe Podcast. And know that you can catch me on all the social media. Just put at Heidi Hollis. And uh, you've been listening to me, Heidi Hollis, at The Outlander here on Angels to Aliens. Remembering always if it's weird, we're here. Goodbye, everybody.
angels to aliens, from ghost stories to angel encounters, Bigfoot sightings, alien abduction, near-death experiences, and more. Get advice and insight with Angels to Aliens, with Heidi Hollis, the Outlander. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.